0: Good morning, everybody. Uh, when Charisse was a praying, how uh, in times of challenge and trouble, when the surprise comes to us, and when we call on his name, he makes ways for us. That's so soothing and so comforting. That's who he is. He comes when you call on his name. He just he's come to us. And when he comes to us, you know what happens? There's music around us. Right, and and we can uh, just be able to just uh, uh, plow right through it and uh, find comfort and uh, be able to uh, to uh, be lifted. You know, we went on this series called uh, Making Music of the Heart. Uh, I didn't actually plan this way, but I do try to follow the will of the God and the will of the people. And it was because of popular demand, I'm keep going. I hope you like it. We just keeps playing, but the thing is, I don't. Do music, you know? I just—that's not my thing. But I enjoy listening, and I enjoy listening when God plays music. I enjoy when you play music, not just in terms of with the instruments or vocal voices, but with the, with a life, and that's when the real music is. So in Old Testament, God basically commanded us to sing a new song and play it very skillfully. And so that's a challenge we all have, but. God also said that we are to make music. You know, so I was saying in the past, that when I was in the hospital reading this Old Testament, this isn't for me. But there's nothing in the Bible that is not for you. You just have to look at it differently. Making a music, yeah, I, you know, you can not play with with uh, 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 sing a life out of me or play uh, whatever instrument. But I can't make a music without lives, without face expressions, with the words that I speak, expressions with the thankfulness that I bring about, with the bodies and gestures, just being in the presence of those who are in challenge, you can make uh, music. You can actually make your music in silence. Did you know that? You don't have to do anything. Just being there for somebody that is in need, just sit there and be quiet and just don't say anything. You're actually making music as well. Sing to him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. My heart is steadfast, oh God, my heart is steadfast, and I will sing and make music. There are just so many ways to make music, you know. Um, about a couple of weeks ago, uh, Pastor Ben had some time available. So uh, he calls me and says, Pastor, are you making any trips somewhere? He says, how so happens the next day I was going down to Baltimore, uh, Maryland, and I was going there all by myself. And I came back from some long trips. I was sort of like out of this sync with the time, with a different being uh, I think I was at that time in South Korea. He calls me and says, if you need anything, just call me. I'll be there. What a lot of just comforting. That phrase was just the music to my Years And he offered me to uh, drive me down there. So I said, well, come on over. So, um, you know, we drove down there to the Baltimore together and from here to here, all the way down. And when I was having a meeting and he was uh, <coughs> other cafe and just doing his thing and I'm ready to come back to the office and uh, he drove and I guess I kind of fell asleep and to rejuvenate myself. And we were just, the whole thing, it just... Uh, you know, call me if you need, and I'll be there with the music. And just being able to converse for an hour and a half or two hours, driving down, it was, it was the music, and coming back was music. And just seeing that picture was the, the music. And that's how you really play up the music of the heart. When you are impacting the lives of the people, you're making a music. And that's what God is saying to sing a new song and do it skillfully, minimizing the frictions in between. You see, play it skillfully. How often we try to uh, play music and somebody's out of tune, it's like When you're living a life and you say something bad to somebody, you're not making a music. And God says, play it skillfully. Don't try not to mess up as much as you can. And make the music part of your life. So when you say to other people, just call me, I'll be there. That's music to many people. That's music to people's ears. When you show up, that's singing, that's playing, and that's making music. There is this song that I was exposed to when I first came to the United States of America at age 13 years old. I was kind of 12, but more by the time I got here, I was 12, 13 years old. And there was this guy named, well, there's a group of young people my age. They were so excited to go to a, see a concert. He said, they want to come along. He says, oh, "I don't know. I didn't even know how to speak English at that time." <laughs> so just he. Says, he they just <clears throat> empowered me to just, they bought tickets and everything, so I kind of had to go, like one of those kind of things. I went, and it was Michael Jackson's show. Michael Jackson, Jackson 5 concert. I mean, it was a huge. I had no idea who he was. <laughs> and on there, people jumping up and down. This 12-year-old kid, you know, standing on the stage and just singing, and just totally the entire audience that was there at the time. And he was singing, he was singing with this, the most penetrating high note called, I'll be there. And I understand this song really paved the way for Jackson's family. It became number one in Billboard for a long, long time, sold the most albums, and it was one of the most successful music played or sang by the Jacksons. And the lyric goes something like this. So you get the format of this, the music of the heart, right? So I'm just giving you the introduction and showing the music and leading into the, the Lord, right? That's, that's what I'm doing. You got the format. That's exactly what it is. The lyric says, you and I must. I told you it's not my thing. You and I must make a pack." You must, no, we must bring salvation back. I'm Listen to this. Wait a minute. This is a gospel. This is a spiritual. And, and whether there is love, I'll be there. I'll reach out my hands to you. I have faith in all that you do. Just call my name. I'll be there. And you know, when I was listening when I was a little kid, I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it's probably love song kind of thing. But it's deeper than that. It was written by other people. Three people together wrote this. And I'm trying to do a little research as to how they were able to write this song. It, it eventually ended up singing, uh, sang by Michael Jackson's uh, Jackson 5 at that time. But it's a so beautiful lyric. This song basically narrates that the that, that two lovers are about to make this very special vow. As, as we do in, like in you in Christ, a special vow, one that is capable of bringing salvation back, that's capable of bringing the salvation that we all talk about. And it's a summarized in the phrase, where there is love, I'll be there. That's the core of our Christianity. That's what God is. God is love. Our God is love. Don't let anybody tell otherwise. Our God is love, and we must reflect that. And this phrase, where there is love, i be there, is mentioned in a passage from Matthew 18, 20, where Jesus basically said, where well, there are two or more gathered together in my name, yes. there I am in the midst of them, what Jesus basically saying, "When we are, when you are together, in my name, I will be there." That's exactly what He's saying. That's exactly what we're singing. That's the music. So therefore God is love. So when we call on His name, He will be there very much in line with what Sri was praying today, this Holy Spirit led. When the trouble comes, when the challenge comes, when there's a little friction, this, when the music is out of tune, and you call on his name, he says he'll make his way. And he will be there for you. And you must believe in that. That's the faith. Sometimes he actually comes to you, but other times you have to do this. You have to strive. You've got to make that commitment. You've got you to gotta just commit yourself uh, in doing so. So you know the formats. I'm going to show you a, a video clip of a person singing this song. It's more than two person. So because uh, Jackson uh, uh, sang this song when he was like 12 years old, so I didn't want him to to do the same kind of thing. I was looking for the same that uh, K-pop, a little Teenagers or like their junior kids is singing this song to girls and they're in this music competition. I think you'll find it to be very cute and pay particular attention to the little one, the little one, or the little one. And I think they just do a very good job with singing this song. So let's have a listen. Just call my name and I will be there. Just think of it as a cry. our Lord is saying the same thing to you or singing the same song to you. Just call my name and I'll be there. And when you're learning, and as a, as a family member, as a congregation, just, just call me and I'll be there. Yeah, Tim's busy with his business, busy with the ministry. Hey, I'll make a time for you you're lonely, just give me a call. I'll be there. Just call us, and we'll be there. We'll promise that. And call each other, and I know you'll be there for each other. You and I must make a pack In Christ, we must come together as one. That's basically what it means. We bring salvation back. You see, when we're tight with him, when we profess to be in that pack. Claiming that Jesus is our Savior, we receive that salvation. That salvation, God says in Psalm three eight and Revelation seven ten. Salvation comes from God and it belongs to God. He'll give you that salvation unconditionally as a free gift to you, the moment you come in pack with our Lord Jesus Christ. He continues, I will be there to comfort you. I will fill your heart with joy and laughter. Whenever you need me, I'll be there. I'll be there to protect you. Just call my name and I'll be there. See, God is our comforter, provider, protector, is one who is going to give us joy and peace and hope. And he'll always there for you. When you comfort someone, you're making the music of the heart. When you're filling someone with the the hearts with joy and peace and and laughter, you're making the music of the heart. When you are there to protect someone, you're making the music of the heart. It's okay to say we're Christians. We are Christians. And if you are Christians, we have to be different. Don't you think? Gotta be different. Our role as Christian is simply to make music. Have you ever thought about that way? Simply to make music. Extend our love to one another. Our job is to simply make music. We, our job is to forgive and embrace even if you don't like that person. That's who, who we are. That's what Christian stands for. And we must do it Skillfully, without frictions, without being out of tune. Growing up, my younger brother was music maker of our house. Because I had a, my father was pastor. He was a great pastor. His message is unbelievable. He touched so many lives. He served in leprosy colony for. 12, 13 years and a tremendous wreck for him. But he had this thing, you know, we all had this thing. He got this temper problem. And I know I told you before. So when he gets a little upset and just this this he stops making music, he knows it. And usually I don't get in trouble because I know how to make music, I think. So I stay out of it, you know? And my older brother and he they just always odd each other. They're just just, you know. And when we walk into a house and we know the tension, you can smell it, you can see it, you can feel the tension in the air. So my mother and I tend to be a little quiet one. We kind of try to not do anything, not to say anything. And my younger sister is kind of the same way, and she's very graceful, but she doesn't like to take any risk of saying anything. She just stays nice and calm. But my younger brother walks in. When he walks in. He assesses the situation and always finds a way to make music to ease the tension. He will sing, giving honor uh, to my father and my older brother. He will use his wit very skillfully. I can't even imitate how he does it. He uses humours and wits in a very appropriate moment, just right thing to say, very skillfully. And he finds a way to make music by making others at ease. As Christians, we're called to be different. And that is for us to sing and play skillfully and to continue to make music in our lives. Not just with a vocal chord, not just with instruments, not just with guitars or piano, but to make music of the heart in our lives. We do that. <clears throat> if in music we use instruments, strings and woodlands, brass, a vocal chord, we, to make music in our lives, we need two instruments. Basically and fundamentally. That's the two things that our Lord Jesus taught us. It is to love. In that love component, you must have sacrifice. You can love everybody all you want. If you love without sacrifice, it's only loving people you love. Anybody can do that. The Bible says everybody loves their family. But you must love those you are not that comfortable with. In order to love those who are not comfortable with, the component called sacrifice must be in the tune. When the love and sacrifice is combined, that's when the music comes from the heart. That's when it touches people. That's when moves people. Good Jesus loved us so much that he sacrificed his life for us. Is there anything else that, that really makes good Music of the heart, the love mingled with sacrifice. God will be pleased when we sing to Him, of course. God is smiling when we are playing skillfully with our lives. And God will be willing to give you the favor that you need when we make the music of the heart. So how do you make the music of the heart? The, how do you, you have the two, you just understand now, the love, and, love and, and sacrifice? You must show it with life. You must show it, and you must live it. You must sacrifice the time and resources, and, and especially your ego. That's where we can make the difference. Those non-believers, non-Christians can sacrifice. They can show love. They can give you the time. They give the resources. But we should also be able to sacrifice our ego. Jesus humbled himself. He went as low as he can. He kept his mouth shut. And then what did God do? God exalted him to the highest place that's living out. That's living out. You have heard this illustration before from me. There is this girl, a little tiny girl, uh, who went to Sunday school and and came back from uh, church and she was somewhat puzzled and went to mom and says, Mom, you know what pastor told me today is really puzzling me. I'm really confused. And the mom says, what about? Is it true that God is bigger than us. She says, of course, he's he's big, huge, definitely bigger than us. Well, Pastor also said that that God is inside of us. Is that true? She says, of course, God is in us. He lives in us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. And she said, well, then then if God is bigger than us, he's inside of us, then why doesn't he show through us? You can talk all you want. If you don't show it, if you don't live it, you're not making a music. You want to make music, right? You're not making a music. Though sometimes in, in, in when, we are, when our instrument is the ego and, 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 and whatever it is, the words that come out, it's actually, it doesn't, it's not a music, it actually hurts people. You see, if you can show God through you, yes, yes, through you, then you are making what? You are making the music of the heart. What good is it if we can make great music but cannot make the music of the heart? What good is it if I, if the pastors of this place, and any pastors give a wonderful sermon but cannot make the music of the heart? What good is it if you profess to be a Christian and cannot make music of the heart? What good is all that? And our scripture just points that out to you loud and clear. 1 Corinthians 13, chapter, verse 2, 3. If I have the gift of prophecy, can fathom all the mysteries of all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, wow but have not love. In other words, if I cannot show it, I am nothing. You're not making music. If I give all I possess to the poor people and surrender my body to the flames they're willing to sacrifice, but have not love, if I cannot make music of the heart, in other words, I gain nothing. How clear is this? Our job as Christians is to make music through our bodies, to show it, to live it. We can do all the good deeds, but if we cannot make music, what good is it? So how does one call? Just call my name. I'll be there. How does one call? In some situations... In some situations, they do call you seeking for help, seeking for some comfort. Oh, that's your chance to make music. Other times, they don't call, but they do call in different way. They may not use telephone. Hey, I want to see you. I need you. Can you be with me? Other times, they call on you. For the same reason, but differently. You may have heard some teenagers intentionally do the bad things. Just to hurt parents. But if you talk to any psychologist, they'll tell you why they are doing it initially. Before it gets really bad. They'll tell you that they do get, they do that to get their parents' Attention. They are calling the parents. They do the bad things so they can get the attention of the parents. They are looking for the music of the heart in their lives. And sometimes just simply being there for that person, you are making the music for that person. Being there. Our men's group uh, is using this particular uh, uh, scripture from 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. What are you doing? You're making music for one another. And our small groups are doing exactly the same thing. It's not about the content of the material that is being studied in small group. It's not about what we actually do. It's not about the task. It's not about helping the poor task. It's not about reaching out to the seekers. That's just the task. But just being together, being together, encouraging one another, building each other up, that's when the real music is played. No, real music of the heart is being played out. And doing the ministry of presence, I love this. I know I've said this many, some, some years ago, and uh, I guess about a year and a half or so ago, I was down in Washington, D.C. I met this solid uh, congressman who is a solid Christian. It was a sort of a Christian kind of get-together. He gave a talk, and I was so touched by his talk. And then one of the uh, attendees asked, raised his hands and asked questions, simple question. It was mostly young people. And said, Congressman Kine, how did you become what you are today? Meaning, like, how did you become successful? And this representative did not even hesitate. He gave three that is, sounds like a secular way, but he said, this is what I have received for my father, my pastor father, or the God, the father in heaven. And this is the three things that I practice. What are those three things? It's always too late to make friends when you need one. Only way to keep your friend for a long, 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 long time is to be there. When they call on you, be there, just like our Lord. When you call him by his name, he will be there. You be there, whether you like the person or not, whether you want to go to that session or meeting or not, go there and be there. Second thing he said is spend more time with your potential enemies then with your friends. I said, wow, that's, that's a deep. That's a deep. You know, you could, we had so many friends from childhood and, and from teenager to uh, high school, college, and, and 20s and 30s. We missed so many friends. How many friends have we lost? That's your treasure. That's because we had a little Friction, and I don't want really to see many more. Suppose all these friends from the past, because you were able to make music, you have like ten from uh, from ten from school, uh, elementary school, and you got ten from junior high school, you got ten from high school, ten from college, and ten from twenties. When you're in twenties, and 30, you have to collect them all, you got hundred friends that you can depend on to can help on each other. Do you think your life will go well for you? Of course it will go well for you. They can pull you for potential favor that God is going to use them to give you favors. Maybe he'll help you buy a job. Maybe some kid that from my elementary school they, that became a big shot and says, I need a friend whom I can trust. Hey, uh, we haven't really connected for like some time. Hey, why don't you come over? Can you just... Sit on my cabinet. Well, that'd be nice. Spend more time with your potential enemy than your friend. How do I apply this? You know, in my business, for example, my architecture engineering business, I go to the places where my competitors go. And when I see my competitors, I put my hands around, hey, how you doing? Can you do that? You better do this. Because God says the loving enemies. It's always better to deal with the enemy you know than you don't know. That's wisdom from the Bible too. It's always better to know the enemy you know than you don't know. You try to destroy, oh, that's my competitor. I'm just going to get rid of it. So I'm going to get all that market share to me. What a short-sighted thinking. That's not godly at all. Because what happens is if you destroy this enemy that you know have, that has potential of being only about this much, and you demolish them, you put them away, and you're enjoining that the new market share for the first six months, a year, and then all of a sudden, the enemy you don't know, the potential enemy you don't know is like, oh, that market is wide open. There's only one or two guys in that market. It's time for us to move in. And this big, giant, with so much money, they start opening in the shop and, and in, the, in the beginning, first two years, they, they go with the law of pricing because they got the funding to do it, They would destroy you. It's always better to be friends with enemy you know than you don't know. And last thing he says was practice the ministry of presence, meaning just be There. Oh, the church is having some conference, a meeting. I don't want to be there. Oh, the church is having some worship. I already did the worship Sunday. I don't need to go another Saturday. Practice the ministry of presence. God, it will be pleased because you're making a music and it's not going to give you favor. You know, God also makes music, too. And when we call on his name, it's always there for us. That, that alone is the music. Revelation 3, verse nine twenty. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door... I will come in and eat with him, and he with me. I'll be there. That's what it's saying. You call on my name. I'm always available. You call on my name. You open the door. I will be there. If you're struggling with anything in your life right now, call on his name. You must call his name. You can use some other things call on Jesus, Amen. my Savior. Amen. I need you. He says, I will be there. He will be with me. He with me. In Exodus 3, 3, the Lord replied to Moses, when he was not sure. You know, you are asking me to go this way, you know, that way, and then you want to go this, and then you want to go backwards. I'm tired. It's every time I go, I got this monster of, uh, uh, facing in, in front of me, and, and this Pharaoh is giving me so much hard time. I'm just a low reply. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. That's First of all, it's a music for our lives, that God is making music to us when he says that. And his presence will go with you. When God challenges you something, and you call on his name, he says, my presence, I am with you. I'm there with you. I'll be there. That's the faith. That's the faith in life that help us to make music. You know, it's easy to just, Mainly, it's not that easy. It's, It's not just about, okay, I have a faith that God, that Jesus is my personal Savior. Now, that's faith. It takes a faith to do that. It doesn't stop there. You have to know that he is with you all the time. And that's the real faith. And you'll see, when you experience, when you experience in your life, when you hear the music of the heart from God, and you exercise the same way, that music of the you make the music of the heart. The God says, Hey, he's making music. I give you music, he knows how to respond. How do you call that? When you sing something, somebody else responds. I don't know, know that tongues, right? You know, hey, I like this. He will continue to give you the music. And you experience it like that. And, uh, you know, you keep coming back to Him. You keep coming back to Him. How do you let Him in? How do you hear Him knocking the door? I am not living I am living with not-so-good heart as you know. Uh, I have uh, this second transplanted heart. Now it's partially the, some of the artists are partially blocked, especially the main one. Does that, does that make me stop making music? No. I actually make more music, because I can encourage and build others up even better. They're like struggling with, oh, man, I've got this ache, this ache. And he says, yeah, is that the ache you've got? guess you want to heal my ache? But, I, you know, i got this, but I don't know when I'm going to have to go through another heart transplant, but I'm still making music. And I know because God's presence, he is with me. Because God said, Jesus said, you call my name and I'll be there. Because I keep calling on his name on a daily basis. I know he is with me. So if I'm not anxious. I'm not anxious. Our God of heaven, our God of love is making music to you right now. He's knocking on the door. And he is singing to you. I will reach out my hands to you. I have a faith in all that you do. Just call my name. I'll be there. He is saying, I am knocking on the door. I believe in you because you are my child. Every parent believes in their children, good or bad. Our God is the same thing. Whether you've been there, whether you've been there, God is saying, I have faith in you. Just call on my name. I'll be there just to be with you or to even to help you. In doing so, you need to stay together. We need to make a pact in unity, in spirit with him. So Psalm 16:8 says, I know the Lord is always with me. I will not be f- shaken, for he is right beside me. Believe that, believe it, believe, it. believe it and believe it. He's always there, and God is continuing to make the music. You and I must make a pack. Let's stay together in spirit. We must bring salvation back. You are new again. We come together. We can be new again. We can be lifted from any of, potential, any of the challenges, trouble, and tribulation you're going through. You're new again. We'll ask salvation back. And when there is love, and I'll be there. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much.
1: Come on, let's clap our hands and thank God. He's with us. Amen? Come on, somebody. He's with us. He's with us. He's with us. We thank God for the word today and for having such a yielded vessel, friend, and brother in our pastor, Tim. Amen? Let us go ahead now and uh, I think we can lift our hands and say we